It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. That's correct. It's the uh, internet's only college football podcast. Glad you chose us, but you really didn't have a choice, did you? Thanks for sniffling into the mic, you rabid fuck. But you know, seasons change. Reasons change. And allergies change. And fortunately, seasons changing means we are coming up on previews. Destroyed that segue. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, our divisions for a preview this week. Uh, we have, uh, and by we, I mean Holly Anderson and I are going to cover the actually orange teams. That's how we've broken this up. Jason did it. Don't complain to us. He's not here this week. Yeah, teams that have actual orange. Uh, Ryan and special guest Stephen Godfrey. Yeah, Stephen Godfrey, are you on the mic anywhere? Yeah, it's my first time on a podcast. Congratulations. Interesting. Hi, you'll. Uh, it's a thrilling medium. I bet you'll enjoy it. I'm eager. This is exciting. Um, There's one thing we need on the internet: it's access to more of your opinions. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you and Stephen will be covering which teams? Oh, I, I don't have the list. Hold on. No, no. I no, mean, no, no. By, actually, I, I like I like this by oh, category. Oh, by oh, category, uh, these are listed as the fake orange division. Yeah, but this this leads so you plus, guys are like plus the state of Virginia. Okay, yeah. so we're like Florida's natural, and y'all are Tang, the drink of astronauts. That's right. The actually, I I like that we're I like that we're not naming the teams for this reason. We can go best to worst and front load all the stuff we actually want to talk about because you have to stick around because you don't even know which teams are in this division, let alone which ones are worst. We have your money. We have all your money, and we will use it to buy drugs. It's too late. And then we'll flush the drugs to create meth gators. Meth gators. 
I actually wrote a short in college called Meth Sharks of the Mississippi that is exactly what you think it is. Old Miss fan fiction? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's... Ahead of my time in all things. And that's how and that's how you get a land shark. Dun dun dun. Our real mascot is pharmacology. Fans to the left. Fan fan to the left. Have the, uh, they still have the world, America's biggest controlled weed farm, and apparently it's the worst marijuana you've ever smoked. That's what everyone says. <laughs> um, this, is, this is not, what do we say here? No jokes told. We have never told a joke. I would wear a shirt that in Old Miss script said Oxycontin. Ooh, dang. Oh, we got to put wow. that in our dirtbag wine mom's launch. It's very, I, I don't know if Dark. I heard anything touch my personal brand quite like that. And then it's got, and then it's got Colonel Reb just holding his back. <laughs> and then on the back, there's like two, di- ooh, no, no, no. What about for the ladies? There's a tank top, but over each boob, it's like two different pharmacy chains. <laughs> the Pensacola line. Um. I would, hey, Ole Miss, this isn't even your preview yet. You're not orange. Sit down. Ryan referenced the Alabama Department of Public Health saying don't flush your drugs because the drugs will turn alligators into meth-crazed alligators. How this was a warning? I'm sorry. Y'all have been stockpiling AR-15s all this time for what? Because you can't fight the government. You can. And you know what's going to help you fight the government? Meth-gators. Yeah, fair point. That's right. Put them on a leash. That's just Walter. He's a cheerful one. Anyway, Florida's in this division. That's true. Florida's in this division. That's a fucking segue. I think, gentlemen, we were going to start with the top of the division for reasons that are going to be explained. I explained them like three minutes ago. You're going to explain them again? No. No? Just start. So at the top. So I'm sure the best team in your division is Florida, right? No. No, no, no. Really? Because how could Florida fuck up that schedule? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. All right. The Florida schedule is pure magic this year. And by magic, I mean a miracle of shady tax accounting. You mean created by magicians. Yes. Yeah. Um, But that's not who I wanted to start with. Because I think at the top of the division, I'm going to put per full cast tradition and a grain of truth about this year's schedule. The great state of Texas. Yeah, baby. Wait, Texas, the Longhorns? That'd be the Longhorns. Uh, nope. they- it's all UTSA day here on the Shutdown Fullcasts. <laughs> Texas, Texas back on our show. You tip. No, this is actually, the. I love this, that Jake Trotter of ESPN.com starting his spring preview. What was the lead? What was the lead? What is the lead that you cannot resist here that you have to start with? Texas back. Texas back. Blue eyes, guns back. I don't know this song. That, that was no, that was a pretty good rendition. Jason's not here, so we can't do Jeans Truck Guns Cutie. Jeans Truck Gun Cutie on the golf course after private school in Dallas. Yeah, my name is Jordan Speed. Don't anyway. touch my guns, cause they're my dad's. He's a he's a pharmacology. No, no, no. He's a dentist, man. Tax attorney. He's a dentist and a judge. Yeah, my dad's a a dentist. He's a pediatric dentist and a judge in the town. I feel like that's Louisiana, personally. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They're very similar. The Galveston adjacent part of Louisiana. That's someone who's in charge of an entire parish, the person. Like, he's he's a judge in Louisiana, but he's a dentist in Beaumont. He has to cross the line, yes. I like that. Yeah. 
He takes expensive trips to Venezuela to catch peacock bass. If you touch his <laughs> Range Rover, he'll kick your wow. You have to censor it because, you know, they're, they're not going to say for fans. All right. mm. So, so every, every year you and Jason say Texas is going to go nine and three. Yep. Nine and, and nine and three, nine and three year. with the nine and three with the win in the bowl game, baby. <laughs> That's we'll go. And that gets us to what? Wait, are you saying they're vacating a regular season game? Yes, ten wins. They're gonna get to ten wins. All right. That's what I'm gonna say about Texas. The Texas ten. Per per tradition. And by the way, I am taking a big sip of tea right now. Actual tea sipping happening here. So there are a couple of really interesting things here. Uh, Texas, Texas's out of conference schedule is uh, both good and bad. Um, they play Rice in Houston at Energy Stadium. Rice. Why? I, yeah. Why? So you don't have to schedule an FCS team, and you you get a neutral site game payout. I guess. I guess that's what that is. We'll fight the private school kids in the hot flat parking lot. <laughs> How does how does Texas start with Louisiana Tech and LSU, but you jump straight to Week Three at Rice? Yeah, just building up, right? Like he's going keto. Bless his heart. Powering oh, up. I just, I just realized we get to talk about Terry Bradshaw and suspenders. <laughs> That's how fast my brain moved. Yeah, this is the guy who confused stars for the word for the letter A in discussing Sam Ellinger, who he said he can't throw. He's not that good. I'll go with our guys. And he's wearing, if you haven't seen the clip, Terry Bradshaw is wearing what appears to be the outfit of a dissolute like shop a, owner in 1908. Man. He looks like a judge in Inherit the Wind. He got, <laughs> he got he, he wide. Looks like a court, he looks like one of those courtroom extras. Like the one who runs out at the beginning. He's like, train's coming. I see the smoke <laughs> way out the tracks. Squirrel. Oh, yes, you got trouble. <laughs> <laughs> But won't pool? What pool doesn't corrupt our youth? Terry, got news for you, buddy. A marching band will cure all that. Yeah, those, fo- those Fox pregame so. shows. Are, are, do they? Is there like an effects budget? Because this was just raw, unfiltered <laughs> video. No, no, I'm serious. I, like that. That man is wide. I never thought I could think so little of a man who once passed up a starting job because it would interfere with squirrel hunting season. And yet. Here we are, listening to Terry Bradshaw talk about how Sam Ellinger isn't that good. Also, why does squirrel hunting have a season? It should be all the time. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think you need to let squirrels' population recharge. No, man. Yeah, I'm, for us. I'm, I've never heard of anyone getting checked on shooting a squirrel, ever, yeah. in multiple southern states. Yeah. The interesting thing about Sam Ellinger uh, is that, uh, one, everyone will tell you how bad he is and how good he is. That's it. That's Texas's quarterback, Sam Ellinger. Uh, bad, they'll point out, that uh, he can't pass. I don't know, threw for 3,200 yards last year. It's pretty good. He loses a little Jordan Humphrey, though, this year, which uh, I don't know. I think anytime you lose little Jordan Humphrey, you've lost Excuse something. Little Jordan. Little Jordan Humphrey. As you've lost something culturally, spiritually, uh, and also statistically in terms of actual production at wide receiver. He is the only Texas quarterback ever to uh, – Pass for twenty five TDs and run for fifteen. I, but just, because he's a Texas quarterback, that has absolutely no bearing on what's going to happen to him this year. None, Mm-mm. absolutely none. Because also he needs a running back. Because uh, Sam Ellinger, yeah, they beat Georgia. See how they did it? 
by running him point blank into the Georgia defense over and over and over again. Is that sustainable? Who cares? It's Texas. It's ironic that Georgia lost a game of Red Rover. It's literally your mascot. (laughs) What? Are you telling me those red dogs couldn't run? Maybe if they'd lined the field with ice packs. You got to breathe to do that, so. Mm. Uh, Also, defense, babies everywhere. They've just got, they got to replace eight starters. A lot of youth. Fortunately, they're not going to be challenged offensively in the first month of the season because, you know. Yeah, you're going to be playing LSU. It'll be fine. Smashy, smashy. Uh, Spencer, I have a question. Uh, This is uh, Stephen Godfrey from Germanagic.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in the latter half of this conference schedule do you predict the most horrific potential Texas loss to a lower-tier Big 12 team? Oh, buddy, that's at Iowa State. <laughs> he said lower-tier. <laughs> Iowa State is squarely in the upper tier right now. Fuck you. Baylor's also totally possible. Okay, Wait, that, that that com doesn't exist anymore. Well, we're bringing it back. Tax oh, reasons. Yeah, can we buy that? Yeah, we can buy right, it. Cool. We can do Note that. to self. Yeah, I like I like at Baylor between those two choices because if you, you like lose to Iowa State at this year, this year, like Texas fans won't like it, but it's not it's not indefensible. If you lose to Baylor, yeah, people are it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. Which you could easily do, especially if you get in a position where your best play is quarterback power. I know it doesn't seem like it, but Sam Ellinger could get injured. That's entirely possible. This is a pretty convenient way to send Matt Rule to the NFL. I like it. He a he had a shot, but he wanted mm. to I don't know actually hire his own assistants. <laughs> How bad is the New York Jets when you're like I'm you sorry, know what I'm never... going to stay somewhere where I have to allegedly send my friends to Dallas to buy booze for me and sneak it into the back of my house? <laughs> I'm never going to stop laughing at this hire or at this attempt by the Jets. I'm going to hire someone. I'd ever. rather stay in Waco. I'd rather I'd rather sit in Waco where allegedly. Friends of mine come to visit and allegedly email lists of wine and liquor are sent out. Doctor, you don't have to say allegedly. Ryan's our lawyer. Oh, okay. And that yeah, means that's... all this is privileged. Shit. Last last note, uh, Texas has to replace uh, three starters on the O-line. One nominee to do that, freshman Isaiah Hookfin. What? Isaiah Hookfin. Yeah. If ever there were a name that I was going to get tattooed on my neck... Isaiah Hookfin. I'm so happy right now. So flip a coin for the Red River, because, I don't know, that's just (laughs) how that game goes. Congratulations, you're the random winner of this game, and the margin will be, random number generate, 38 points. 38 points. And then throw in uh, the predictable, embarrassing road loss. Uh, Assume they sweep all the others. You know, I'm just going to say they're going to beat LSU, because I don't, I don't, Hey, LSU's got an offensive revamp, guys. Ooh, embarrassing road loss. Can I take Iowa State? You're going to take Iowa State. We okay. covered this. Damn it. Yeah. Why not? I don't classic, know. No, no, no. A classic never goes out of style. She's going to take it. Y'all can take Baylor. Skip, every one of you should skip past K-State at home. No, I said embarrassing road loss, not inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a road game. It's could, actually, game could actually run the triple. We have no idea. Ten wins, baby. Ten, Ten wins. wins. That's Texas. what I got. There it is. Best, best in the division. New money still spins. Let's just Holly, put, uh, Jason's not here. Let's just put him down for undefeated Texas season. Oh, sure. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. He's bold. By the way, this bet has come through for me, so I'm just going to go ahead and keep doubling down. Texas 10 wins, baby. Okay. Uh, is, is Texas back? Hell yeah. 
know right. how I can prove that nobody listens to this podcast and we can say anything we want with impunity? Hmm. Let's turn now to the the other side of the Red River shootout rivalry, Oklahoma State. <laughs> That's good. Uh, the little-known Cowboys went 7-6 and six last year. Uh, they lost by huge margins to Kansas State, Baylor, and Texas Tech. And in retrospect, they were lucky to even do that well. Uh, they have a new coordinator this year from Princeton, Sean Gleason. <laughs> City boy. Uh, he's extremely creative. His offenses set scoring records in the Ivy League. Mike Gundy probably just picked him off the top of a national ranking sheet. This is actually how Gundy hires coordinators. He said so in interviews. I am not just saying that because he remains the worst. Uh, although he does remain the worst. Uh, new quarterback. At Oklahoma State, redshirt freshman Spencer Sanders. Uh, he's a four-star, and he can hurdle. Or it could be Drew Brown, a transfer and two-year starter at Hawaii. Um, stop me That's... if you've heard this story before, but my, Spencer's laughing. Hey, Mike Gundy has a two-quarterback problem. That's never gone well or led to a Weird. soundbite that'll follow him for the rest of your career. By, by the way, just jumping in here, uh, the move from Honolulu to Stillwater. Oh, Jesus mm. Christ, how badly do you want to? Yeah, man. Listen, listen. Food's cheaper. <laughs> There's I more, never, more of it. Listen, Oklahoma State is like pretty far down in the country geographically. I have never been colder in my life than I was attending an Oklahoma State game. Listen, maybe you hate the beach. Mm. You hate the beach and you love low grocery prices. Still water. Anyway, prayers up for Drew Brown, who in attention, addition to traveling from Honolulu to Stillwater on purpose... Uh, has to play for Mike Gundy. Sorry, dude. Um, anyway, around him, tons of receivers, um, skill, talent, Tylen Wallace at receiver. And I'm vamping now because I want to get to the rarest breed of them all. The star Canadian running back, hmm? Chuba Hubbard of Alberta. You know what it is? Chuba, Chuba Hubbard from Chuba Alberta. Hubbard, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard from Alberta. Chuba Hubbard. Uh, that did not land with, with the joy that I hoped it might. We'll try it again in a minute. His name's Star Canadian Running Back. What's wrong with you people? You heard you heard Godfrey go, hmm? Hmm? All right. Like, anyway. like, like a Metal Gear Solid guard. All right. So I'm moving on because we're trying Back. to keep this brisk. But anyway, Star Canadian Running Back. Uh, defense is probably going to be shaky. They lost their leading pass rushers. Secondary will be way more experienced. They started a bunch of freshmen at safety in 2018. They have two experienced three-year starters at cornerback. Um and a star Canadian running back. And a star Canadian running back. I think that's... Yeah. Is there anybody else interesting I want to talk Yeah, there is. There is. There's a guy who's uh, coming out of mission, who's a transfer from uh, a JUCO in Utah. His name is 22-year-old defensive tackle, Sione Asi. And I like him for two reasons. He plugs a big spot in the middle of Oakey State's defense that needs plugging. And in addition to that, his alma mater from the transfer, that's Snow College. In Utah, you say? I went to Snow College. Subjects. Also, I was going to say, is that just like one of those snowboard parks? Yeah, that's Snow College. That's fantastic. That's like, a, that's like when you get tired of naming Mario tracks. You're like, fine, it's Snow College, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State's schedule is, it, their road schedule's rough, man. Um, they They start with trips to Corvallis and Tulsa. For some reason, oh, you you mean you mean rough in the like this isn't a fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah, and then and then <laughs> there and then Texas, Texas Tech, Iowa State, West Virginia. 
It's not. It's not great, man. Yeah, this is, by this the way, is rough in the. It's hard for me to get a lot of Marriott points on these trips because the hotels are all thirty. Actually, I was going to say Austin. Austin will be a relief both in the Marriott points and in the rough environment. Oh, no, you got a Hampton in those situations. We've talked about <laughs> Oklahoma State is Oklahoma State. Man, by there the way, ain't no Hamptons that close in West Virginia. You got to stay at like a fucking comfort inn. It's, or a, some it's shit. a guy named Hampton. Yeah, yeah. you can for stay. The, you can stay with me. You just can't the, ask questions, no matter first, what you see. For the first couple of weeks of the season, this team gets my nomination as team most likely confused with a package, right? Like, sure. weird. Track it. It's in Tulsa. Now it's in Corvallis. Now it's in Stillwater. Weird. Anyway, that's all. That's all. I, no one bid on star Canadian running backs. Let's star Canadian game. running back. I thought it was awesome. By the way, like. Now like, I know what it feels like to be Ryan. Like, <laughs> team, Canada, team Canada sprinter, too. Like. That's how fast Chuba Hubbard is. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than Justice Hill. Last I just stretches. smiled and nodded politely. I thought that was the most, like, you know, Canadian thing to do to that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Next up. It's a visual. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up third, but this well, does Let's pick the third place team in the division, the Florida Gators. Where have I heard that before? Na, 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 Damn it. Just throwing grenades from my hole in the ground. You stay in that hole. Uh, not a problem. <laughs> the... The greatest, the greatest schedule in the history of Florida football. That is correct. Which is really saying something, considering your propensity for even getting close to the panhandle. Oh man, listen, there's all kinds of travel. We go to we first of all, Florida on their schedule this year in 2019. Not one, but two FCS teams, baby. Woo! And how many bye weeks? It's Sexy. called trickle down economics. Eat shit. <laughs> Sexy, sexy. Trickle Down Economics Eat Shit is actually the sequel or the prequel to that Gator movie that's out right now. That's it's a it's a mag, it's a magical one. I we have a uh, I, I do not think that that math is correct on the bye week. By the way, we've got two bye weeks. I thought they had three for some reason when I was looking at the schedule. Yeah, it, it, it. I have to. I have to look. Yeah, actually, it is three bye weeks. How? <laughs> Florida has three. All right, it works out like this because, because Florida, they moved they moved the, they moved the, first the Miami game up, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they moved yeah. the first game up to August twenty fourth to play Miami. Sure. In Orlando. In so that means so that means they have the week of August thirty first off. Yep. To prep to play Tennessee Martin. Which, if you just sound say it like it's a poker player, he sounds scary. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> that's that's. Yeah, we need a bye week. To, God, to bone that'd, be up for, a, that'd be a great uh, Wheel of Fortune before and ever. Tennessee Martin Lawrence. You'd just be like, oh my God. <laughs> Why would you do that to Martin Lawrence? He's an icon. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he, he was in Bad Boys, okay? And Can't ever take that away too. from him. And Bad Boys. And Bad Boys Why too. Why does everybody but me hate Bad Boys too? Um, Let's move on. But yeah, and then and then Florida Florida manages to actually have uh, a perfectly manageable schedule from that point, right? Like uh, the they got to take a road trip to Kentucky. Revenge, revenge. Got to take a road trip to LSU. That's ah, a coin flip game. They got to go to South Carolina, eh. and then they got to go to Mizzou, which I will respect and go ahead and say that's probably the toughest road game. Because, yeah. dang it, Mizzou has beat our ass. Wait, to be clear, you think Mizzou is the harder road game than LSU? 
Yes, okay. because we have Jesus. beaten LSU right. recently. Cool. We have beaten LSU recently. Hey, hey, and the Valley Shook and your army. Thanks ahead of time for all the fucking Jesus. Man, I was they're worried gonna come, I was gonna They're going to like... come at you. They're going to come at you about something. You know, I when know. you when hmm. seriously, when they come at your neck about everything, they're coming at your neck about nothing. We was... can beat you at home. That happens. It's it, happened. I was really You're worried about having to study me. college football for this episode. <laughs> I'm already I'm already using we. That's fine. You are already using we. As I recall, by the way, if you come at my neck, you'll stop about an inch short of the goal line regarding road games and wins at LSU. Which part mm. of your neck is the goal? Don't yeah. ask. Don't ask that. Nope. Nope. No. 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 Back pedal. Back. That's back, fine. Back, back, it's back, it's back. the carotid. If you try to pass this message on to me, you'll have a less than fifty percent completion rate on it. All right. Oh, you can't do this while Jason's not here. To I can totally do this we to defend his recently. son. We it's, forget sometimes how recently removed you are from gator chomping a child. In I can't slander Joe Burrow if it's facts. That's the spirit. Anyway, so email so you can DM me on Twitter at thirty eight Godfrey. <laughs> it doesn't work when I'm in the room. It does. It <laughs> actually does, works. Does it, great. it works better. You know it's coming, dude. Just answer these for me. I okay? actually, I think it's terrific. What are you talking about? I like yeah. that for a week we decided Floyd was going to be the complete line, and we've immediately abandoned that. That, that was gone pretty quickly. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, Florida actually has skilled players. Eh, kind of has to replace an offensive line with the quickness because you know, replacing four starters on the O line. Uh, also, got some shuffling to do on the defense. So, there's holes out there. But Lord, we got a quarterback. We got some skilled players. Let's see if the rest holds together. I think this is like a nine and three Florida team. That's a, I will say that that's like some serious fucking panic in those first three SEC games because oh, Kentucky yeah. is desperate to show you they're not going to become Kentucky again, right? Then you have right. Tennessee moving on. Then you have Auburn, who is going to be apoplectic as usual and probably already has one or two losses. That is some high level of desperate wounded animal. Three you can you can stack row. LSU and South Carolina into that too. You can stretch it out to the first five. I mean, it's yeah. You know, you know how we deal with that? Naps. Three bye weeks, man. <laughs> Extended napping. It's recovery weeks. High intensity interval training. Everyone's High just intensity. gonna be irrationally angry and panicked, but not necessarily at Florida. But not not at Florida. No, I mean you're there. No, you just gotta you just gotta be calmer. You just gotta although I know this, I like that work for the program. Be calmer. Don't you tell me what is in, what is more enraging to hear than you just gotta be calmer. <laughs> oh, you know, I think you should I, calm wait, down, Holly. I forgot oh, to tell Jesus, you guys about please. No, wait, I, I forgot to tell you guys about something amazing I saw on the way back from our Ann Arbor show. Which is you know those um you know nah. those Ryan disregard, but those of us who live in places where we drive uh, you know those those light up marquees in in Tennessee and Georgia and everywhere that just list the number of traffic deaths each year. Yes. Uh, which you know here in Atlanta we take as a ooh scoreboard uh, right. kind of moment. Um, as soon as you cross the state line from Michigan into Ohio, going south on seventy five, uh, those those marquees start popping up, and there's a, a message that changes like two or three times about you know. Save a life, blah, 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 go slow. But one of the flashing messages just says, you need to calm down. <laughs> like, wow. Talk, no, I, like, I took a picture of this actually coming back down because I saw it on the way up and I thought I must have misread it. 
And on the way back down, I saw it again. And I, I took a picture that we could put up with the show notes. But talk about knowing your audience. They're trying to get people to fight the sign. It just says, Fuck you. you. It just says, you need to calm down. Fight, fight. As like an emergency warning to all Ohio-based drivers. Fight the sign, not the cops. Fight the sign, oh. not the cops. Uh, who's, who's fourth in your division? Fourth in our division? Oh, lay it on him. Oh, shit, that's me. Uh, Syracuse. We, we like Syracuse. Wow, wow. I know which teams are left in your division. In this. Okay, all right. I'm sorry, This is is this or is it not a Dino Babers fan cast? It is, very much so. Yeah, um, this is an ardently pro-Dino Babers show, uh, and will continue to be so. So, um, Syracuse is missing the only player you know, Eric Dungey, he of the Grape Soda Showers. However, in a devastating move to wrest control of the title of New York's college football team, uh, their replacement QB is named Tommy DeVito. Ooh. Hey. Hey. Well, Staten Island just went orange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as usual, when I'm going through these previews, I want to pick one special teamer to talk about. And in this case, it's place kicker Andre Schmidt. Um, you might have heard of him because he is a former soccer player like several punters. He walked on to Sir he's he walked on to his team like many former soccer players who become kickers and punters. Uh, unlike other former kickers and punters, this guy walked on at Syracuse in 2017 as a place kicker. Redshirt freshman season at 2018 in which he won the job and then won the Groza award. Uh, he learned that he would be Syracuse's starting kicker one week before the opener at Western Michigan. Um, and Syracuse, you may have seen if you've read Bill Connolly's preview, had some serious red zone issues last year. So uh, Andre Schmidt uh, attempted 34 field goals and made 30 of them. Damn. Yeah, he won the Groza, I might have mentioned, in his first season of college football. he I don't even think he played football at all until he was like a senior in high school. Um, and... Anyway, I'm I'm excited about College that. football's easy. That's yeah. the lesson here. Yeah, it's fine. Um, also he plays indoors, so you know. So like kicking soccer. is like an esport basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um also if I if I can pull straight from Bill for one second, this is another just another real quick reason to agitate for Syracuse football this year. I know we're trying to keep this fast. Um S P plus doesn't trust Syracuse yet per Bill. And projects seven one-possession games for the Orange of 2019. Actually, either seven or eight, depending on where you look in this preview. Um, so that'll be fun. You know what that is? Yeah, more TV time for Andre Schmidt. Nope, that's uh, that's ESPN Conspiracy Virus. That's Bill Connolly. Oh, oh this is up. ACC Network. That's yeah. right. Bill, Connie, Bill Connolly, ESPN. Look at that Conspiracy. sleeper cell. We're on to you, Homeland. Bill Connolly, Claire Danes, who can tell them apart? Notice this high bet on Syracuse allows us to sneak in just below them, <clears throat> the Auburn Tigers. Ah, God. where they belong, below Syracuse. That is that is correct. And we ain't just talk about academic rankings, is Look, we? Take S, take the S and the P out of ESPN. You get E and N. What does that sound stand for? Efficient nanobots. It's right there. Thought you thought you were gonna say, and so that's what Peter Burns is made of. <laughs> so, just the hair, just the hair. 
So Auburn, like everything about this season for Auburn just seems bad. But that that is cut and pasted from pretty much like the last three seasons for Auburn in retrospect when you go, oh, there were obvious weaknesses, right? A-U-B-V-S weaknesses. Like, okay. Auburn, Auburn is Sisyphus if he had a booster club. Oh, come, <laughs> come on. Come on, man. We got it. What the hell? The fuck you are we paying you for? <laughs> Did you call us a sissy? <laughs> yeah, because because this is the we got to recruit a smaller rock. I'm telling you, <laughs> we got this to the top once, but we had to pay a guy to do it. <laughs> Gene Chizik rolled it up the damn hill. <laughs> he was just on camp shoulders. God, Clemson really does get everything. Yeah. Uh, so wait, so Clemson is Auburn with a lake and Auburn's rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so thirsty. Wow. Here's a lake, buddy. Mm-hmm. Just dive in. Oh, and a national title in the last five years. Mm, that too. Weird. The two. Auburn. This is the first year Gus Malzahn won't have a starting quarterback with any experience. But has that mattered? <laughs> um, to I whom? Mean, I mean, has that mattered at all? Like we we've gone like, oh man, <laughs> here's Auburn's the thing. Got- Here's I just kind of want to hide under the desk for this part. Maybe it did. <laughs> like this. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Let's try this. Like, the results seem to be pretty inconclusive anyway. Um. Hey, we changed offensive coordinators again. But guess what? He, he's not going to be calling plays. That's offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham. He came from Memphis and has Kenny lots of ideas. Dillingham. That's a Witsack name. Yeah, he's 28. Or a justified. Never mind. That's a justified name. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations on Could be both. your hill people. Oh, Kenny Dillingham. Bo's boy? Bo Dillingham's boy? Kenny Dillingham come down off Russ Mountain. I know what he did in Biloxi. He can't hide from it. Man, I miss Ryan Paralu. So, he's still, but Gus is still the play caller. So, again, a little bit on the left hand, a little bit on the right hand, okay? Auburn, by the way, last year couldn't run at all. They didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher for the first time in Gus Malzahn's tenure. Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? Now there was a lot of that was <laughs> a lot of. I that, was just trying out some catchphrases. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> just keep going. Would it worked if I didn't look at you? Um. So again, I don't know. There's a little bit of good Gus, a little bit of bad Gus in there, and it'll probably break down to a team that sort of disappoints everyone, but doesn't do enough to get him fired. Does this seem familiar? Kind no, of, it will. It will do enough to get him fired this year. No, nope. I don't think, I don't so. think so. Really? No. Yeah. Oh, no. And here's. God. I'm not trying to. Do, I'm not trying to do journalism, but I don't think so. Yeah, no. He's got another year after this, especially because, again, I can't give you some bad news without giving you some good news. They got. They might have to have a, a, a first-time starter at QB. They might have to start, you know, either Bo Nix or Joey Gatewood, neither of whom have a lick of starting experience. But they have five experienced offensive linemen, and they're probably going to look a little bit better on offense. And. Mm-hmm. They got their two best D linemen back, Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. So, all right, all right. can we can we let's Ooh. assume let's assume that Auburn this year loses to Bama, Georgia, and LSU. Let's only put those on the table. I'm going to add a fourth loss, and you tell me if it gets Gus fired or not. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're, I, I'm going to give you a few options. Oregon fired or not. <laughs> How does it? How does it happen? Okay, Doesn't matter. I'm not. No. Just. Bad. Just. just no, oh, it's the opener. Oh. Everyone forgets the opener. Won't matter. Okay. Won't matter. Okay. Yeah. It'll be lost in a sea of Michael Dyer was down jokes. Yeah. Okay. Which are not jokes. He was down. Mississippi State. Ooh, uh, man. Mm, uh, that's, a, that's a that's a clanker. That's no. a rough. 
That's a rough one, but it won't no. be enough. Okay. Based on where it is in the schedule, no. Okay. Arkansas. Ooh, Ooh that would be that's, hard. That's got that's got spicy roots. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last one. <clears throat> Tulane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, that might get him fired would, in the locker room. I'd call it if he if he lost to Tulane. <laughs> Look, I'm not I'm not a nice person to myself or others, but I'm pulling for you, Tulane. So. <laughs> Wow. That's at home, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, correct me if I am wrong. Tulane does run an option offense, correct? No, they changed it. Did they change it up? Yeah, they changed it. Wow. That is a shame. But they're gonna they'll they'll run something like it. It's the it's the dude that was at ULL, uh Will Hall. I um I mean it still would be embarrassing and that's what matters. Yeah, that would be that would do it. Now I can go ahead and pick that safely because it ain't happening. But that I want to I want to go over the schedule real quick. By the way, in terms of bad news, right? Because the bad news is that the schedule exists. The good news is that if you do even sort of okay with it, that's your excuse for going eight and four or going seven and five and still keeping your job because there isn't an obvious alternative and because the money works a lot better to fire him next year than it does this year, right? So here's the schedule. You open against Oregon, okay? You're probably going to beat them because nobody in the Pac-12 has anybody who can stand up on the defensive line quite like, you know, people from fat states. Hey, fat states. We make big, beautiful, fat defensive can linemen. Make shirts that just say fat state? Fat, in block letters? Fat state. Sorry. O- Oregon doesn't have enough. They don't have enough big butts on the line mm-hmm. to really handle uh, Auburn. Even Auburn poorly managed. See, uh, any Auburn game against a Pac-12 power where you're going, man, this other team's calling way better plays. And they're seemingly better coached. And yet, <laughs> they can't get around these fat guys. Um, so they open against uh, open against Oregon. Their road games are, and this is wild, by the way, four out of five weeks on the road from September 21st to uh, coming back to Auburn on 11-3. All right? They go to A&M. Back home from this state. Then Florida, Arkansas, and LSU. They don't they don't play in Auburn in the month of October. Just just by Halloween's for the devil. So we're gonna be on the road. It is Nick Saban's birthday. Yeah. You, but you repeat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's just it was <laughs> with with a new quarterback, right? With a little baby quarterback they're trying to nurse along, taking four out of five on the road. To some genuinely hellish places? Yeah, good luck. Now, by the way, good news. There's one game in that schedule I know they'll win by a field goal. Because even though Andrews Carlson only hit 15 of 25 attempts last year. He's going to go four for four in this one. Going to hit a 65-yarder to beat Florida in the swamp. Mark it down. You're so loud. You hate yourself. It's great. Speaking of which. Holly, do you want to talk about because te- here's the situation now. We have 21 minutes, and then I have to go to do. I'm, I'm I have ready. to. I have I'm to go ready. get my performance review. I want the listeners to know this. <laughs> this is how I'm spending the time before my quarterly performance review. How could you do so, that if I'm also on the podcast? No, the, <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, I do have a Tennessee preview prepared, real quick. All right. A lot of familiar names coming back. You got Wallace Beery, Ailey McMahon, Eric Linden, Spring Byington, Mickey. Ru- Mickey Rooney. I'm sorry, this isn't a Tennessee football preview. It is a cast list for Clarence Brown, famous Tennessee alum Clarence Brown's uh, 1935 classic Awe Wilderness. This concludes the Tennessee football preview. Over to you guys. 
Great job. Um, Thank you. So your division winner, <clears throat> excuse me, your division winner is Texas. Texas, they are back. You may Texas have heard. Is back. Okay. Um, Godfrey, I'm going to let you pick one of your three teams to preview first. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to do two at once in the interest of time, but also um, you can't not talk about one without the other, and that's the state of Virginia. Um, sports writers don't know shit at Weird. all. Weird. At all, because uh, myself included, everyone in America said that Justin Fuente to Virginia Tech was one of the most, I, I believe the words I used were natural fit hires We've, in, in it, the history dude, of the I sport. I thought so too. Everyone did. So, also, yeah. yeah, and then that BYU You and coach, I were both intimately familiar with both ends of this deal, and we really thought this was going to work. And then, on the, in the other side of the state, at the, the hottier place that doesn't know football at all, uh, we all had a really good chuckle that they, they took BYU's problem off their hands. And we thought, oh, what a disaster that will be. They should have kept Mike London. So now, um, I, if I gave you the preview of one football team, you would think for sure it was Virginia Tech because they have a really exciting athletic quarterback who's returning. Okay, They have a really good defense, specifically their linebackers and their secondary. And they have a defensive back that led the country in pass breakups. But I'm talking only the most genteel collection of nut punchers. But I'm talking about Virginia and not Virginia Tech. Um, I don't really have anything other than to say other than I have absolutely no idea what's going on at Virginia Tech. Um, everyone who likes to act like they know things in this sport is completely full of shit because this was the most slam dunk prediction in the world to say that, oh, you're just going to take the guy who scored all those points at Memphis and you're going to take Bud Foster and uh, they're going to compete with like, you know, Clemson and Florida State and shit. Well, they are competing with Florida State and shit right now. So. <laughs> uh, this is just very humbling to look at the entire Justin Fuente situation. Uh, they're 25 and 15. Um, you know, they're not horrible, but I do think if not for that kerfuffle at the end of the Commonwealth deal last year, we would have really hit this home in the off season because keep in mind, they needed Virginia to shit the bed in a glorious manner in the last minutes of regulation to get bowl eligible, to keep that thing going. So um, they still don't really have a quarterback. They feel hot about. They're still playing Ryan Willis. Uh, I don't know. This is this is the exact inverse of, of where these football programs have been for decades. Um, it is absolutely confounding. And also, I have to cede at least a part of my time to talk about um, the fight between Memphis and BYU a couple years ago. It's legally required of you. Um, the good news is if there is a bounce back, if there's such a thing as like a bounce back friendly schedule, who buddy Virginia Tech has it this yes. year? Yes. They their first four games at Boston College, Old Dominion, Furman, and Duke. They play. Uh, they play. They have a road game against Miami and against Notre Dame, and then to end the year, it's Wake, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Virginia. Like if this is a season where they struggle to get bowl eligible, they they should win just based on the schedule. They should be like an eight win team, right? I want to know what that noise was. It wasn't me. I don't know. Did one of you just put on hand sanitizer? No. Was I the only one that heard that? It was yes. Floyd. Yes. It, it was Floyd. It was Floyd. Floyd, what the By hell, the way, man? Are you counting Old Dominion as a gimme game there? And I'm not saying it's a gimme game, and it is mm-hmm. interesting because Old, Old Dominion plays Virginia Tech and Virginia, so there is a situation where Old Dominion is uh, the state champ of Virginia. <laughs> yeah, so I like it I, where, I, by the way, I like that I, I like that there's also a chance for LSU to be the the middleman between a and m and texas this year because uh-huh. they play they play both of them so there's the the note passing thing of like hey man good game could you give a and m this note the uh the reason you can tell virginia 
the reason you can tell Virginia is not really Southern is that when Old Dominion came up, there was a lot of like open, warm encouragement of like putting them on their schedule and everyone treating them as an equal. So allowing for a situation like this to happen. Whereas like in Arkansas, they don't even recognize that there's a college in Jonesboro and will never, ever fucking play them. Old Dominion was basically like, hey, yeah, come on in. We'll send a seven-year deal with you. Yeah, Virginia. Hey, there's a football team over at Newport News, you know, where we recruit all the time. Let's put them on equal footing. Let's get stupid. Let's just say ODU, Virginia State champs. Let's just say it. I'm fine with it. Actually, right. they're having they're coming off of one of their worst years ever. But Shh, that's not important. Uh, I was yeah yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, who are, so you're putting Virginia above Virginia Tech in our ranks? Yes, and it, it it it's yeah. I am it's confounding. It's cool. Uh, let's talk about Iowa State. Last year, second best defense in the Big 12, either by yards per play allowed or by S&P Plus. Finished third in the conference overall. Uh, they did play, even though they were a good Iowa State team last year. Look back, that El Asico game. Majestic. Final score, 13-3. Neither team got to 300 yards of offense. All things are power are possible in El Asico except scoring 30 points total. Um I think it's important to reflect on two things. One, exactly how impressive the job Matt Campbell has done at Iowa State in his relatively short tenure. The last time before he got there that they went 500 in conference, 2005. The last time that they had gone above 500, you have to go all the way back to 2000. Last year they went 6-3. and three. The year before that they went 5-4. and four. Um, But importantly, they have the opportunity to have potentially the greatest quarterback Brock in college football history. Brock Purdy, 10 games last year, threw for 22, uh, 2,250 yards. His competition, does Does anybody know who the yardage leader is for quarterback Brock's? Is it Brock Heward? Berlin? Brock Heward is second. He's 10 yards behind Brock Berlin. That's Brock correct. Berlin, Brock, yeah. Brock Osweiler, a good 700 yards behind either of them. Uh, Brock Berlin, the current title holder, at 5,752 yards. So it's not inconceivable that with a really good year from Brock Purdy, he could maybe not pass, but certainly get close. He was really good last year, even though they didn't open up the passing game a ton. He only threw like 22, 23 passes a game. Um, so yeah, I, I will, this is, I'm going to continue to fight back against the perception that Iowa state is a lower ranked team. I just, it's, it's unfair and they have the most predictable schedule. Spencer, without looking, what's the, what's an Iowa state schedule look like? Iowa state schedule is, uh, let's see, Iowa early. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, you host a couple of big dogs at home for potential upsets. Like I remember Texas is in there. Um, who else is in there? Oklahoma State, I believe, is in there. Sure, you've got well, you've got all the Big Twelve teams. That's the easy. Part. No, no, I mean in, this year oh, in, oh, a, who, in who, Ames. Who, in terms of who you're, hosting? who's going to get Amesed, right? Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Texas, Texas this year, and, and I believe Oklahoma State is in there as well. They probably have a scary FCS team. Yeah, uh, they, they do. do. They open they the year with U- they open the year with UNI yep. scary FCS yeah, team. Know. Yep. Yep. Um, they host Texas. They host Oklahoma State. They host TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw in a Louisiana Monroe because you got to throw in one more like War Dam Hawk. Yeah, it's 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 incredibly predictable every year. Iowa State. Um, I don't think Iowa State is. Nah, mm, I think Iowa State can win our division. I'm not sure yet. 
Okay, can I just one one little thing? They lose yeah. Hakeem. They lose Hakeem Butler, who was like the best one on one wide receiver in college football last well, year. Well, yeah, they also they also lose David Montgomery. So yeah, they, they, they lose, have, but they lose some really good skill players. Change happens. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, God forgive us. Your third team. Okay, uh, we're gonna skip all the bullshit. Um, you know what? We could make we could do the Cliff Kingsbury thing for a second with USC. Here's what I'm gonna do. I want you to stop me when you can for sure tell me that USC will not lose a football game. We're going to start okay. August 31st, and I want you to yep. stop me when you say, absolutely not, USC won't lose that football game. August 31st, Fresno State at home. September 7th at home, Stanford. September 14th at BYU. This is the mountain climber game. That's what it is. September 20th at home against Utah. <laughs> September 28th at Washington. <laughs> October 12th at Notre Dame. <laughs> we are now halfway through the season and we're home against Arizona. There. There. Stop. I actually don't feel great about that because there's an entire possibility that if they have like either gotten beat up or emotionally destroyed by the right. by the first part of the schedule that they'll just drop a major turn against Arizona. Or, oh, or, yeah. or interim, or I just want to posit this for a second, interim yeah. head coach Graham Harrell loses a shootout against his mentor. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, God. My blood just turned to ice chips. Oh, boy. I, what's the next? What's next after Arizona? I would like to point oh, no. out that I gave you a completely plausible zero and six. Okay, yeah. I did not include the following. Oh, okay, home against UCLA, at Cal and Oregon. So oh. when you go through this list, when you go through this schedule, and you 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 put a firm green check mark next to next to these games, you might could do that three or four times. We got ourselves the Makins. This of, is awful. There's a lot of bad. This is bad for bad. whom? This is horrific. And and the difference, like honestly, like we we I I hate playing into this shit so much, but like the the whole this is the difference between the SEC and the Pac-12. Everyone in that conference is sort of standing around, hands on hips, opposing coaches, just saying, "Why are you this bad?" Like in the SEC, if if LSU or Alabama or Georgia were to suddenly fall apart, like it's you know, it's the Jurassic Park rule. Like they would still be alive when the other programs and fan bases would begin to eat them. Whereas in the Pac-12, there is just this sort of dispassionate like anger that USC has not picked up the flag and ran. And it's not going to happen this year. They are going to be worse. And there's almost no way you can argue against that. And 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 last year was bad. Last like, yeah. By the way, last year they went five and seven, which they they were below five hundred for the first time since uh, Paul Hackett. So they didn't they didn't just go five and seven. It's that they they started the year fine. They they lost on the road to Stanford. They lost to what ended up being a, a good Texas team, but they beat Wazoo and they beat a ranked Colorado. That's the first half of the year. The last six games of the year, they have exactly one win, and it's against Oregon Oregon State. They lost to Arizona State. They lost to Utah badly. Dude, they they dude, lost. They got hammered. Oh my god! They got destroyed by Utah. They lost to Cal at home. <laughs> they lost to UCLA for the first time in what felt like forever. I don't know if it actually was that long. Um, Utah was. It had Utah only been was like doing four like years, whatever. Utah was doing like the giddy looter sprint through the ruins of Rome, yeah, right? Like, yeah. Whee! 
yeah. I took the curtains out of the palace. They could do whatever they wanted to in and, that game. And, and then and then they hung with Notre Dame, but they still lost. It didn't matter. So they end <laughs> they end the year, their last six games, one in five, and it's only the Oregon State game that kept it from being an 0 and six run. I also, Can I tell you like the funniest thing about this, this schedule, narratively in my head? is losing by a point again to Cal in back-to-back years. Oh, if they could just have, like, if Cal can beat them oh, 12 to 11, 12, 12, 11. Yep, oh, that'll be exactly the happiest right. LP. They're good. They're, like, legitimately oh, yeah. good. 12-11. That's what I want to see. 12-11. They're legitimately good. Cal has lapped them by just playing defense. They only play half of football. Will Muschamp doesn't see a problem with that. Um, Godfrey, amongst our teams, where is USC? Bottom half? I'll put VTech over him. Fuck it. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I'm going to save my last school. I'm going to record a separate thing for it so I don't actually miss my quarterly review. Really proud of myself today. Uh, so Arizona State, we'll get to you later. I'll add something to this episode. Boston College. Boston College is the easiest team to preview because in five of Steve Adazio's six seasons, they've ended the year with seven wins. And it doesn't matter what that season looks like. They've had extremely easy schedules. They've had extremely difficult schedules. They've won bowl games. They've lost bowl games. They have missed out on bowl games entirely. They've been predicted to be good. They've been predicted to be bad. They've had upset wins. They've gotten upset. Doesn't matter. They're going to get to seven games, and that's they're going to get to seven wins, and that's that's like the only relevant part of this in the slightest. Um, the the these are the seven wins that are going to happen. They're going to get six regular season wins, and they're going to get one bowl game. Richmond, Kansas, Rutgers, Louisville, Syracuse. I'm going out on a limb there. Mm. I don't feel great about it, but I think like maybe something stupid happens and they win that game, and Pitt, and then they'll win a bowl game. What I really want to do with my remaining time is play a quick, pointless game of who is older or younger than Steve Adazio. Oh, okay. 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 <clears throat> um, let's start with Gary Patterson. Is Gary Patterson older or younger than Steve Adazio? Older. Younger. He is younger by a year. Yeah. Brian Kelly, older or younger Young. than Steve Adazio? Younger. Older. Younger. Younger by three years. I should stop this. Andy Reid, older or younger than Steve Adazio? Younger. Younger, I believe. I'll go younger. He's older. Mm. Only very slightly. All right. Okay. <clears throat> this is this is maybe the hardest one because he's barely human. Oh, I feel older than Steve Adazio. Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis, older or younger than Steve Adazio? <laughs> oh, shit. Same birthday. Uh, I'm going to go older. Switched at birth in the hospital. <laughs> I'm going to go older. Mark Davis is, in fact, older, although Wikipedia is not sure exactly how old. They say on his page, as at least when I checked it today, he's either 63 or 64. <laughs> Steve Adazio, only si- Steve Adazio looks great for 60, by the way. No, okay. man, you could still, no, man, you could still break a cinder block over that freshly polished head. I, I, just, just, like, I, I just pulled that wiki page up. If you're having a, it just, it doesn't matter what kind of day you're having. Just please look at the photo that was selected for Mark Davis's wiki. It's a side profile shot, too. That really shows off that haircut. Remember, the rich are the rich because they're the most talented and smartest. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Was this taken off security footage? That was good. 
That's a bat. That's a bathrobe. It's that basically like, like what if Bigfoot owned an NFL team? I actually I like this <laughs> picture because it's like what if a child drew up an, drew an NFL owner? Oh man! And that child was a witch. I'm Ryan Nanny. Here's what we're working on at Wait Wait Don't Help Me. Spencer Hall visits an enclave of Arizona State fans in the Aragon region of Spain to find out what drives their passion for Los Diablos del Sol. Holly Anderson has an interview with documentarian Rory Kennedy, who chronicled Michigan State losing to a coach who'd been out of college football for a decade in her film The Sparty's Over. And Jason Kirk meets an unusual man who's trying to break into the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History, not to rob them, but to leave something behind. And it got lost in a church basement for over 80 years. It, it doesn't get more Arizona than that. That's basically your your weird uncle who moved to Arizona, in a nutshell. That's Wait, Wait, Don't Help Me, America's only Arizona State football podcast. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.